Hi, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. Today, we talked to Professor Paul Little, who is Professor of Primary Care Research within Medicine at the University of Southampton. Paul and his team are conducting a program of research looking at antibiotics for infections in children. And we discussed their recent paper titled Antibiotic Effectiveness for Children with Lower Respiratory Infections, a Prospective Cohort and Trial. We started our discussion by talking about some of the drivers to undertake research in antibiotic effectiveness and use, especially given increasing rates of antimicrobial resistance globally. I know that you've got a long history of research in this area and in childhood infections, but I wanted to start by asking what your drive is to do research in this area. And is it driven by a desire to reduce antimicrobial resistance? Yeah, so I mean, there are two things. I mean, um, uh, in everyday practice, you want to do the most efficient things. So to give uh, patients, um, adults and children, medicine that is helpful and try and avoid medicines that aren't going to help them or be harmful. So that's that's one aspect that applies to all, all medicines research, if you like. Uh, the particular issue about antibiotic resistance um, is that uh, it's probably one of the biggest global public health threats that we have. I think for some time the WHO had been saying, you know, this could bring the end of modern medicine as we know it. I mean, that sounds uh, pretty dramatic, but I think it, it's probably true. And the reason is that that uh, sort of most modern medicine, including sort of the treatment of the standard complications that we've been lucky enough to be able to treat, so things like pneumonia and um, sepsis, we've been able to treat those with antibiotics that work. So it's not just that, it's the fact that uh, modern cancer treatment couldn't happen without antibiotics, modern surgery couldn't happen without antibiotics. So they really are pretty much essential to modern medicine. And the, the issue is that the bugs have been for some time getting cleverer. And it looks like that antibiotic resistance uh, develops in a sort of pretty linear fashion to the amount of antibiotics that are used. And perhaps even more worrying is that once antibiotic resistance is there, it's quite difficult to get rid of, get it out of the system. So there really is a priority to try and save our antibiotics. And that's particularly because, at least at the moment, new antibiotics aren't coming down the line. Hopefully uh, that might be altered in future, but I mean, there is a real priority to address this and to minimise, um, if you like, antibiotic use where it's unlikely to be doing a lot of good. So that's the first thing, a general problem. The, the particular issue is, is chest infections. So we, we have done a big trial in adults um, in chest infections across Europe and shown really that for for uncomplicated chest infections that is if you like chest infections where pneumonia is not suspected antibiotics really do very little certainly they don't help symptoms resolve the issue for children which i mean chest infections is one of the commonest things that children come to uh, gps with basically a, a chesty cough that isn't isn't just a cold uh, there was just very very little evidence so the, the cochrane review prior to doing this study if you like i think there was there's one trial that included children and only about 100 children. So really it was sort of a complete dearth of evidence, very little randomised evidence. The other problem that we always worry about is that we do trials, I've done lots of trials, but you have a sort of sneaking suspicion that the people who get into trials are not necessarily typical and that 
the, the sicker children just aren't getting into the trials and therefore you can't really tell whether you can extrapolate the evidence to the, the typical children we see. So we wanted to do a study that was both, both included a trial, but also included children that, that weren't included in that trial, if you like, an observational study, and then to be able to combine that data together to give a reasonable estimate of whether antibiotics were doing anything. So tell me a bit more about the study. So you you did this trial, you, there was an observational component, and was this part of a larger study as well? Yes, that's right. So basically, we, we were aiming to get children sort of six months to 12 years presenting with an uncomplicated chest infection, i.e. the GP didn't think that the child had pneumonia. And it was about, I think, 760, 758 children participated Around half of those, just over half, got into the trial, about 430, and about 320 then got into the observational study. The tricky thing with observational data is that the, the children given antibiotics versus children not given antibiotics will be different in their clinical characteristics, so-called confounding by an indication. And so you have to use techniques like propensity scores, which is what we use, to control for those differences in clinical characteristics so that you're comparing like with like. So you have the trial data and then you add in the observational data using these propensity scores. Uh, so you're compa- comparing like with like so that you can look at the effects of antibiotics. Could you talk us through the main findings of the study, both the trial and the observational arms and the combined analysis? Yeah, that's right. So, so just looking at trial alone, the trial data alone, um, our main outcome was the number of days uh, rated, um, if you like, where the symptoms are rated to be moderately bad or worse. So we wanted to particularly look at, um, if you like, bad symptoms, because we thought that would be the best indicator of a, a GP's decision and a parent's decision, if you like, for their child to be treated. I mean, anybody with mild symptoms, you wouldn't particularly uh, necessarily need them to be treated. So you'd want to know that you are having an effect on on the more severe symptoms. So that was our main outcome. And just to give you some feel, the average duration of that after seeing the doctor of those moderately bad symptoms was between five and six days. If you looked at symptoms in total, if you like, it would be longer than that, but that was the duration if you like bad symptoms. And what we found was a hazard ratio in in the, just the trial data of 1.13. And that represents slightly under or about a half a day's difference. So really not clinically significant and not statistically significant either. And then if you once you've used these propensity scores to control for the differences in clinical characteristics between the children in the observational data who had antibiotics versus no antibiotics and then merged it with the trial, goes from a hazard ratio of 1.13 to 1.16. So it's about the same, really very little difference. So I think we can conclude that certainly in terms of symptomatic benefit, uh, the worry that the trial data was somehow unusual uh, wasn't borne out by our data when we included the observational studies. So um, very reassuring, really, that even in a group of sicker children, you're not going to do terribly much for helping those sort of moderately bad symptoms settle down. Given those results, it seems like there's no definitive clinical benefit to treating this type of child coming in with a chest infection with antibiotics? I, I think that's true. So I think if, if, if as a clinician you don't suspect pneumonia, and that's the key thing, I mean, you know, sick children 
with pneumonia or suspected pneumonia do need antibiotics. And even if you suspect pneumonia and it doesn't turn out to be a case, I think it's reasonably justified. So we're talking about the vast majority of children who present with a chest infection, a chesty cough. They might have some noises in their chest, but actually it doesn't really sound like uh, uh, pneumonia. It's not the clinical picture of pneumonia. Those children are very unlikely to benefit from antibiotics. And therefore, those children really, unless there's a very, very strong pressure from the parent, should not be given an antibiotic really, should be managed with and sensible advice about how to manage symptoms and then also sensible advice about safety netting so in general practice we see things early so you never know when a child might get more unwell but it's it's relatively few who would come back uh, maybe 15 percent of children might need to come back but you always need to give that safety netting advice to make it easy for parents to come back so that the child does get more unwell you can see them again any other key findings you wanted to highlight from the study it's really that reassuring that uh, both the trial results and when you add in the observational results the impact on symptoms seems to be very minimal so it makes the if you like it, it simplifies the management um, decision making by the gp i think i just wonder your thoughts about the impact of covid and changes in how gps are consulting because i suspect that more antibiotics were being prescribed to patients during the triage first time frames that the you know during the first wave and perhaps as consultations perhaps remain a bit more telephone based clinicians might be more likely to prescribe antibiotics rather than leave it you yeah, know i think that's that's right um my understanding is that um the absolute rate of antibiotic use went down um during covid which is not surprising because people weren't presenting with their infections but those children that did present with infections uh, and adults, um, the antibiotic rate per consultation, if you like, went up. So although the total antibiotic um, use went down, antibiotic, the antibiotic rate of prescribing per consultation went up. And I think it's, it's true to say that the, uh, the antibiotic use has now rebounded or is rebounding to, to pre-COVID levels. So the worry is that given that, understandably, GPs and, and parents are a bit risk averse, the tendency would be to say, oh, well, you know, I perhaps give an antibiotic, whereas you might not um, if you saw the children, the child face to face. So I think it is a, we're in a dangerous time at the moment where I think uh, antibiotic use could get out of control just because of the way consultations have changed post-COVID. And you raised this point earlier about parental worry and what do you think the findings of this study mean for GPs in terms of negotiating antibiotics with worried parents or in terms of how GPs themselves should reassure themselves about not prescribing antibiotics? I think these results are really reassuring for GPs managing children where they don't suspect pneumonia and I think uh, GPs can be confident in reassuring parents of exactly the same so that actually having particularly if they've they've done an examination obviously this was a this was a trial where every child was examined and so the gp was able to provide that reassurance i think it's much more difficult to provide that reassurance if you're doing a telephone consult I mean, it's not impossible but actually if you can examine the child be pretty happy that in a sick child there is no pneumonia i think you can you can happily uh, just see how it goes and uh, provide good safety netting advice and see the child if they get more and more and just to sum up, I wonder if you could just summarise what you did and what you found in the study. 
So what we did was for children presenting with uncomplicated chest infections to their GP, they were asked to take part in a trial uh, where the GPs were willing to take part in the trial. And uh, those uh, parents and children who were willing to be randomised were randomised to amoxicillin, a fairly hefty dose of amoxicillin or placebo uh, for seven days. For those uh, parents and children or GPs where, uh, for whatever reason, they weren't happy about being randomised, they were admitted to a parallel observational study where we observed whether they had antibiotics or not, but collected the same outcomes. And because trial patients and observational patients differ, for the observational patients, there's a difference in characteristics between those who get antibiotics and not. We had to control for those characteristics. Um, and once controlled, we could then combine the data with the, the, the trial data and found really no effect on the primary outcome, which was symptom resolution. Children get better from their bad symptoms in about sort of five to six days. And antibiotics at best seem to make a difference of half day. And we couldn't even prove that that was significant. Well, thank you, Paul, for that. And I agree, the results are reassuring for GPs and parents who are considering whether or not antibiotics are needed in uncomplicated chest infections. So a really strong clinical message there. So thanks for your time. And thank you all very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. If you'd like to read the original research article, it can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Please share if you've enjoyed it and subscribe in all the usual places from your podcaster of choice. And a reminder about the BJGP Research Conference, which is happening in London on March 31st, 2023. If you'd like to register or get more information, the website is bjgp.org forward slash conference. We're looking forward to seeing you all there. Thanks again. Bye.